The Dr. Chris Griffin Show, Season 1, Episode 16. If everyone is moving forward together, then success takes care of itself. Now, who said that? Welcome to the Dr. Chris Griffin Show, your resource for leveraging systems and technology to ease your workload, increase productivity, and provide you with the time off you deserve to live the life of your dreams. It's time to practice productivity and the passionate pursuit of a better life with your host, Dr. Chris Griffin. The doctor is in. Some of you may have actually heard that quote. That is from a very, very famous person in American history, Mr. Henry Ford. You all know him as the founder of Ford Motor Company. But Henry Ford was also, maybe more importantly, the unwitting founder of a concept called lean management. Now, lean management is something that was adopted in post-World War II Japan and helped build some of the largest companies that the world now knows into the juggernauts that they are. And all this really came from the strategies and concepts that Henry Ford developed uh, really going way back, I guess some people say the father of lean management was actually Eli Whitney. But moving forward, Henry Ford really made that happen with his assembly line for his cars. And then his concepts were taken over to post-war Japan, and you know they just went nuts with it. They actually developed this lean management theory into something amazing, and it turned into you know like the Toyota production system. That's, that's basically based completely on concepts Henry Ford came up with. So I thought it was, it was certainly appropriate that we used a quote from Henry Ford today. Now today, we're going to dive in to this lean management theory as we go back to the lecture I did in Oklahoma City, and we're going to be talking about all kinds of amazing things that I have applied to dentistry from these lean management concepts like color coding, visual learning, Kanban boards, and, and just on and on. So I'm really excited today. is absolutely something that's true to my heart in dentistry. It's what I really think helps everyday dentists really make a difference and get more dentistry done. It helps everybody, patients, doctors, team, everybody. So let's go ahead and let's jump back to the lecture and let's hear all about the lean management theory. The fun parts are the rewards... And I tell you what I like to do, I like to like combine work and fun. So like if we're doing really well, I will take my staff on a CE trip with me or something like that. Um, be sure you're acknowledging things every time somebody does something really well. I'll show you some pictures. So 2005 was the year that we converted from the cosmetic practice to the higher volume practice. And you know, we had a great year. I mean a blowout year. I think we went that year from 600,000 to 850,000 or something like that in 2005. And so I sent everybody on a cruise, right? I figure, heck, you guys worked your butts off. We accomplished something. There you go. You're, you know, I sent them to Cozumel. This year, you know, everybody quit. We had a new team. I had so many new people that it seems simple, but we use Dentrix, right? Who uses Dentrix? Here. A lot of people. You know, if you use dentistry forever, it's not that hard, but when you hire three or four new people, it's not the easiest thing in the world for everybody to pick up, right? So this year, um, I took everybody to uh, the Dentrix training down in Orlando, and then we spent a whole day at Universal the next day. Now, let me tell you something. 
this was a staff, there was a lot of bickering going on between these new girls that I'd hired. After we took this trip to Universal, man, it's been smooth sailing. That was last November, and everybody's getting along. It's crazy. I mean, it was so bad that I had, I had staff coming to me. There, you know, Lapita, she's like, I don't know what we're going to do. You know, this one hates that one, and that one hates that one, and I don't know. You know, my, you know anyway, we took this trip to Universal. It fixed it. So, you know, I, I think that there's always ways that you can be creative and figure out, you know, ways to make things better between your staff. Okay, so how do we help them be the best staff they can be? So we put them in the right environment. And one of the things that um, I was telling somebody this morning that there's a Toyota plant 22 miles from my house. I just put it in seven years ago. And, you know, it's a big deal. Uh, it didn't really help my practice that much. I thought it would. But what it did do is it sort of a lot of, you know, I have a lot of patients now that go to, that work at Toyota. And boy, Toyota, man, they mean business with their management systems. They mean business with their, uh, the way things work, the way their lines are. They are, they are serious. And one of the things that Toyota does that I picked up and put into my practice, and it made a huge difference there too, is like things are different colors. This particular line, if you go into a plant, any of y'all ever been in a Toyota plant? So yeah, they have like different colored stuff, like the line that's supposed to, to weld this particular part on the, uh, on the body of the car is orange. They'll have a line that's green that's doing something totally different, a line that's yellow. They have uh, this, everything is color-coded. And so I thought, okay, well, if Toyota thinks it's important enough to make things color-coded to help their staff, maybe it would help my staff. And then I thought, how does this apply to, how does this apply to a dental office? Well, it all, you know, if Toyota thinks it helps things move faster, maybe it would help me because sometimes when I go into an operatory to sit down to work, have any of you guys ever experienced this? You go in, you sit down, and it's just not really ready for you to be in there yet, you know? You're ready to do the work. You're ready to pick up the high-speed handpiece and start drilling, but everything's not in there. And so how can you efficiently start working if you know you're just going to have to stop and somebody's going to have to get some more stuff in there? So I said, okay, well, that seems like maybe that's, there's a way that we could use that concept of color coding, and Toyota would probably say visual learning, uh, and stop all this forever. A lot of this goes back to... Um, all the way back to uh, Henry Ford and lean management. Any of you guys know much about lean management? Well, three or four years ago, I was actually asked to come speak to the uh, Engineering College Entrepreneurial Program at Mississippi State. And so, by the way, it's really cool. So I get to go back and I'm speaking to this class of 200 kids who are in an entrepreneurial class, but they're all engineers, about how that I was able to um, do a dental office that produced so much per hour more than the other dentists in the area. So I get up there and this is awesome because this is the same exact classroom where I took Psychology 101 and Western Civ. So I thought that was awesome. Give the speech. Kids are awesome. They're asking all kind of questions. You know, here's the dean that asked me to come, Dean Martin up there in the black sweater. Uh, you know, this, this guy here is probably a millionaire by now. He had all these entrepreneurial ideas. The other guy, that, the, the, the president of the organization. So anyway, we do all this. And so it's over 
and Dean Martin's walking me out to my car, and Dean Martin says, So Chris, it's amazing how you incorporated uh, lean management into all these dental office systems. And I said, Dean Martin, I don't know what you're talking about because I never heard that term before. And he said, Oh, that makes sense. I said, What do you mean? He said, Well, the things you were saying completely agreed with the lean management theory, but the terminology you were using was all screwed up. And I said, well, that makes sense because I made it all up myself. So there's no, no doubt that I'm sure it was. I said, I, I hope I didn't confuse the, the kids in there. So anyway, the lean management system says that you always must work toward Kaizen, which is continuous improvement. So everything you do from this day forward should move you towards your ultimate goal. And Toyota's crazy, man. They have like 100-year goals and stuff, and that's just how they do it. So there's also a concept in lean management called pokayoki. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing. Any of you guys speak Japanese? No. Excellent. Because I'm mispronouncing the heck out of this. But, so here's an example of how that color coding could help your staff and help you solve the problem of walking into an operatory and not having everything perfectly set up for you. In everybody's office, you have probably got a countertop. Anybody got a countertop? You have a countertop? Okay, all right, good. So, in my particular office, my countertops that I like to put my equipment on, or my supplies, is at 12 o'clock behind the chair. This will work anywhere, but 12 o'clock is where mine are, so this is what the example shows. And so what we decided to do was, like, if this is the countertop, say it's half of this table right here, we took and measured it, and we figured out what is the exact perfect way that this would need to be set up so that if I walk into the room, I'm exactly ready to get to work with no stops, okay? And so we would set the room up perfect. I would come in, I would sit down, and we would do like mock procedures, and we'd be like, oh, sorry, you forgot so-and-so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we worked in, and we got it just exactly perfect. I signed off, yes, it's perfect. Uh, the clinical team leader looks at it. Yes, it's perfect. Okay. So, we would put down, I mean, this is just like old school as it gets. But we would take, I took like a poster board, and I cut it out in exactly the right size of the countertop, right? Put all the stuff on there that I would need for the procedure. You know, everything. Instruments, syringes, whatever, bird block, call it, everything. Set it down there, and then take a pencil trace around it, pick it up, write down what it was, right? Um, so then, once we had that, we pretty much just sent it to a uh, graphic designer, and they made an exact size replica of our poster board on a PDF, printed it out, color-coded every single item. So, you know, on, we made, and by the way, we make these templates for every procedure, and so the gauze is always purple on every one of our templates. The syringes, they're always pink on every template. The cassette's always gray. Uh, and they're always in the same place. Although for each procedure, as you can imagine, there's different things, right? So we have an, ex we have an extraction template. We have a cementation template. This is a composite resin template. We have a crown template. Uh, we have a root canal template. 
but everyone's, every, the background color is different for every procedure. If there is a similar item, like the cassette, always goes front left. It's always gray. So that helps your staff know, they know where everything goes. So they don't have to try to remember where he wants the cassette on this procedure versus this procedure, where they want the gauze on this versus this. And so as, as this goes through, the, the cool thing about that is it really helps everybody out because you put this down. So when we're setting a room up, they'll put this template down. And I've got better pictures in a minute. They put the template down. They'll put all the supplies on it. If they forgot something, it's staring you right in the face. If you forgot the bond, there's a black square there that says bond, which is telling you, oh, I forgot the bond. So before we tell the doctor it's time for him to come in here or her, Let's go get the bond and put it on there. And once everything's covered, you know, okay, it's perfect. I feel good about it. Now we can go tell the doctor, right? Burr blocks. I went all out with this Toyota thing, man. Um, we decided, because I've been to all these courses, every course you go to, there's Dr. So-and-so's burr block, Dr. So-and-so's burr block. I said, man, forget this. I just need to figure out a burr block that I can use for every single procedure. And so I took all these burrs that I used and I got it down to, what is this, 15 burrs. 15 burrs, okay? This is the 15 burrs that I use for every single procedure in my office. And then we even color-coded this by taking the autoclavable tape, cutting squares and putting it over the block, punching a hole in it. And so you know what happens when you're drilling on a person and the burr gets dull? And if you're like me and you take it off and you toss it over your shoulder and you say, give me another 18 diamond or whatever. Well, a lot of times as staff, who's staff that might turn a room over? You? Okay. So are there times when you come in here and all the birds that were in the room to begin with are not there when you leave, right? Okay. So then a lot of times what would happen is this bird block goes to, audit, goes to the sterilization, but because you're so busy, this burr, this number 18 diamond, never gets put back in there, gets put in the autoclave, maybe gets put in a cassette, gets back to the room again, doctor gets ready for the 18 diamond, whoa, where's the 18 diamond? It ain't there. Now there's a pause. You either got to use a different diamond that you don't like, or the assistant's got to get their tail up out of their chair and go to the uh, supply room, get another burr, and come back. That's a delay. So what are we, we're fighting against every second of every day is delays and wasting time. So there's a way, there's a way to foolproof your bird blocks. And so that way the staff, they always know, okay, well we're missing a, we're missing a light blue diamond. That's a, we, you know, a, we call that a sharp diamond in my practice. I just use just common sense terms for everything. Okay, so they know to get another sharp diamond if that one's missing. Whatever color it is, it just clicks in their head so they don't have to think about it. Uh, supply area. This is our central supply stocking area. Okay, so every, every template has a color in the background. Composite resins is orange. Every one of these supplies coordinates to a supply that's in the row of orange bins in the supply area. So now the staff not only knows when the thing is set up exactly right, they know when they're setting it up, if they come to the supply room and we have these little blue baskets they use to carry supplies from here to the room, they know if they take one supply out of each orange bin, 
then everything that needs to go to the room for a composite resin should be there. They don't have to think about it, right? They just pull one supply out of each bin. And of course, every now and then you miss one or whatever, but the template tells you if you missed it. So there's no way the doctor ever gets to the room without the thing being there, and this really speeds it up for the staff. Now, we tested everything you could possibly test. We tested just having a lot of bins, and the thing that, the thing that hangs people up on this they don't like is I will have, like, let's say I use a lot of septicane. Everybody, everybody use septicane pretty much, right? So I will have a bin of septicane in the orange row, a bin of septicane in the yellow row, um, in the blue row. So I have multiple places that I have septicane, right? My staff, or in the beginning they would say this, and staff that I teach will always say, well, that's stupid. Now when we're stocking this room, we got to put septicane in five places instead of just one big bin, and we could always just get it out of the one bin. But it's not just septicane, it's everything that's duplicated, right? So it's a heck of a lot easier when it's a busy day you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in my office, and we're cruising and trying to get to 12,000, it's a heck of a lot easier for the staff just to put a bucket down and put one thing out of each bin in a color and go to the room than have to try to think, okay, for this procedure, he needs septicane, he needs uh, brushes, he needs bonding agent, he needs this, you know? If you just have, if it's just in one place, then you have to remember every single time you need to get a supply. But if you have multiple places and they're all color-coded, you just go boom, 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 boom to the room, off you go. This cuts down setup room times by minutes. I mean, six, seven minutes probably per procedure. Okay, yes, let's answer a question. I think you mentioned it before. Yes, okay, okay, yes. You know, we tested a couple of ways. I actually tried doing like a... You know, you see the butcher paper where you have it on a roll and you tear it off, but that turned out to be really, A, hard to get somebody to print, and B, complicated. And It turned out to work better for us. We just printed the one poster for each procedure, and then we had it laminated really good with what they call an, a quarter-inch edge seal lamination. And so um, when you're measuring your counter space, be sure that you leave off at least a quarter of an inch all the way around the edge because you need that quarter of an inch for the lamination to stick over the poster so over time as the lamination kind of frays it'll never get to the poster board and delaminate. It's really strong. I mean it's, my, I didn't ever, after the fire, that's one of the things I was able to dig out of the ashes and save. I actually dug them out, cleaned off the black soot and they're still fine. I mean they're that good, the lamination is that good on those things. Um, so yeah, that's, that's how you do that. This is usually like the concept that people like or <laughs> normally. So this is the one like people really want to come down to my office and see when they come to my office. Uh, here's the route board, okay? So in Toyota, they have these Kanban signal boards, okay? In Toyota, they always, except theirs are big old digital fancy ones, right? But they, everybody in the factory knows how things are flowing down the line at every second of every day, okay? And so that's, I mean, this is just one of those concepts. If your workers know how things are flowing, 
it keeps everybody on track and motivated. So I thought, how can we put this in a dental office? And so this is, I got this from my trip down to Vince Monticello's office I was telling you about this morning. He had a little bitty tiny board and he didn't really connect it to this. He got his idea from just a surgery board at a hospital. But he had a little bitty one. He didn't even look at it. It was just for his team because he had a lot of ops, 17 ops or something crazy like that. And so they would write on their stuff that they were doing. And I thought, man, that is a great concept. How could I take this concept and make it work for my office? Because in my office, I'm also always searching for ways that I, as the doctor, can make my life easier too. So this board solves a lot of problems. Not only does it keep the entire staff with knowledge of what's going on in the practice every second of every day, but it also lets me, as the doctor, focus on what I'm doing chairside, get up, walk out of the room as I'm walking out of the room, and I'll show you some pictures here in a minute. I have these, I have uh, TV monitors all over the office that have an image of the board at all times on it. So I'm always within a couple of steps of seeing the board. So all I do all day long, this is my life. Drill, 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 stand up, walk out in the hall, look for number one priority, go to whatever room that tells me to, in this case room five, do whatever the board tells me, check hygiene, do that, walk out of the room, look at the board, find the new priority one, and that's my life every day, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I never have to worry about the other four things that are going on in the office. I only focus on priority number one, okay? But to get it to work right, you have to have a person in the office that's good enough and responsible enough to be in charge of this thing. And it's usually the team leader, usually the clinical team leader. Because if you don't have somebody in charge, it can get screwed up in a hurry. But let me tell you, when it's clicking, and uh, this is one of the two things, like I said, Dr. Ted's staff said it saved their practice. That's how they can run four hygienists and he runs four or five ops. This is the only way that I've come up with that you can really efficiently do that. Uh, another Japanese concept, I don't want to pronounce it, but it really means boots on the ground. So in Japanese culture, even the highest up of the highest ups at Toyota, the CEOs, they're really in charge periodically and without, without uh, you know, telling anybody, they will go down to the floor of the factories or the offices and they'll walk around and they'll ask questions and they'll, you know, they just a little here and a little there. They're really not trying to, they're not like trying to solve the problem themselves. What they're trying to do is just make sure that they're keeping their pulse on everything and make sure that the team knows at any time, hey, the doctor might check on me or, you know, the CEO might check on me. You just don't know. Uh, you certainly, it just keeps everybody prepared. And, and uh, you know, if you, if you try to be one of these, if you try to be a doctor who's, you know, pretty much just works on patients and stays in their office uh, and doesn't ever get involved in the day-to-day -day operations of the practice, it's, it's going to end poorly. It's just never, there's no way that that's ever going to work out long term. You have to keep your pulse on the practice a little bit. Always... Look for these nekus. Uh, neku means it's a Japanese word for uh, blockage. And so no matter how good you get, there's always little things that can trip you up and block you along the way. Uh, finding those and getting your team to be comfortable enough with you to tell you what they might be, that's the tricky part. If you solve that one, there's always some little something you can improve that's a little blockage in your office. 
Uh, muda is the Japanese term for waste. The reason I put a stopwatch up there is because I think that time is by far the most wasted, precious resource in dentistry. I have doctors, a lot of doctors in the program will say to me, you know, I'm just working so much I don't ever feel like I can take a vacation. And a lot of times after I interview them close enough, I figure out they are taking a vacation. They're taking a vacation 15, 30 minutes at a time sitting in their office twiddling their thumbs when they could be doing something to make sure their practice was running better so they didn't have time to sit in their office, right? So they took their vacation every day. <laughs> I would rather work my tail off and take a four-day weekend every week. Muri, this is the Japanese term for overburdening. You have to be careful because, you know, you can get on a little power trip like I probably did in the late 2000s and when I thought I was smarter than everybody and we had this practice booming and, you know, the February before the fire on the, you know, you know my prices are low. We did right at 200000 that month and I thought I was a genius. But I have a tendency to ask too much of my staff at times and so, you know, you got to be a team together and I was probably asking them to do too much at times. So you just have to always be conscious I'm always usually on the side of the doctor because I've seen so many teams that have this one person that's so you know mean and everybody kind of gets lazy because they hate that person and all this. But when you have a team like some of those people that are truly on the team, of the, you know, they want to be for the practice and they're truly, honestly on your side and they're working for you, you know, be conscious and don't overburden them. You know, be like my buddy that had his staff walk out on him three times. You know, those people felt overburdened. Uh, if you have a good team, don't overburden them. This, I already talked about this. The concept in Japanese is uh, just-in-time delivery. Uh, you know, interesting thing that Toyota does, if they need 400 tons of steel in a month, they don't have 400 tons of steel delivered to the site once a month. They'll have, whatever it is, a couple of tons delivered a couple of times a day which I thought was interesting. But they think it's more productive and efficient to always be feeding in things at the time you need it. Uh, and so the way this applies to dentistry, the way this applies to dentistry is, what do you guys think, if you, if you were to say that we're selling something at the dental office, what do you think that that would be? Most people, I'll just tell you, so run a you know, 300 slides. You know, you know, the easy answer, you knew, I was, you knew I was fishing for something different, so I know nobody said it. But normally people would say, well, we're selling fillings, crowns, root canals, stuff like that, right? But truthfully, it's not what we're selling. What we're selling, because this is the, the commodity that's really fixed, and we cannot, once it's gone, we can't get more of it. We're selling an available dental chair of time, you know, a block of time with a dental chair that's perfectly set up for a procedure. So the trick is getting the patient into that block of time. That, that's what we're actually selling. The patient is variable. It's a variable change. And the procedure is a variable change. But a perfectly set up room, an operatory with a dental chair waiting for that to happen, that's what we're selling every day. So as the day goes by, if you have a chair that sits here without somebody in it and without me working beside it for an hour, that's an hour that you can't get back. Okay. So the thing that we're trying to deliver just in time and the same day dentistry concept blends in with it so well is we like to have all this 
color-coded stuff and everything is set up to deliver the operatory in perfect condition just as at the time that the patients come in and need to use it. Okay? And if you can get it in your head that what you're really, your objective each day is to make sure that if a patient needs dentistry, I have an operatory ready for that to receive that person when they would like to do it, that solves a lot of problems for you. It really, really does solve a lot of problems. You know, it just really does. So, hey, that was it, guys. That is, that's my wheelhouse. The lean management theory applied to dentistry. That is what I've made my mark, I guess, with at my practice and also speaking around the country. That's what everybody really wants to hear about that I, I guess that I've applied well to a dental practice. So I'm excited to share that with you guys. Now, next week, we're going to continue on a little bit in this vein. We're kind of getting away from the practice achievement formula, but we're also going to going to sort of finish up some loose ends. We're going to get into scheduling and all that kind of cool stuff. And I know you'll want to listen to that one because scheduling can be one of the most complicated things in the practice. And if you don't understand it, as the doctor, how in the world are you ever going to help anyone correct the problems, right? So tune in next week. We're really excited about it. We're so happy to have you. As always, thank you for your comments, reviews. If, if you want to drop us some comments about Season 2, which we're preparing right now, uh, go to the website and, and in the comments section, drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to find out what you'd like to hear about next season because this season's rapidly coming to an end. I, I think we're going to probably do 20 episodes this season. Then we're going to take a short break and jump right in with season two. Okay. Well, thanks everybody for listening and we will see you next time. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Dr. Chris Griffin show. Be sure to visit drchrisgriffin.com for the latest resources and updates to keep you more productive every single day you're at the practice. So when you're not working, you can do the things that matter most in life. We look forward to having you join us for another episode of The Chris Griffin Show, where the doctor is always in.